right, welcome to the 3P, the Piper's Pit Podcast. And uh, once again with me tonight, we got uh, Ben Moore and uh, James Franklin, Hartsfield. And uh, we're going to go over last week. And so, uh, guys, I was looking. Hey, Nate. Hey, what's up? Before you you start, you you should say, as always, I have Ben Moore and (laughs) welcoming back normally, Jay. So, anyways, carry on. All right, so uh, trades this week. Uh, none, no trades this week. Uh, I think everybody was exhausted from last week making all those trades. Um, but nothing to talk about there. So we're going to jump right into the recap and we'll start with my match versus Campbell's match. And, uh, looking at this one, it ended up 129, uh, to 101 in favor of offensive material over my ball, Zach Ertz. And I'm going to go ahead and start on this one. Uh, looking at this matchup, I just thought Campbell's lineup was pretty beat up. Um, because his running backs were out, that's really his big cup of tea there. Um, and, you know, he didn't get any of those points out of those guys. And so with his running backs out this week, um, I took advantage of Campbell and got a win, a big win. Now I'm four and three, and that, that kind of sets me off. Uh, if Matt beats Kit this week and I can somehow upset the Nightman, we've got a really, really tight race for those last two spots. But, um, I don't think Campbell really had much of a shot here. And I'm going to move it on to you, Ben. What do you think about this match? Yeah, I think we all picked you over uh, Campbell, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, A.J. Green did a good job for you again. It's been a good trade for you so far. Uh, Look at Robert Woods. He continued to uh, thrive. His uh, cup is going to be out for another week. And Jameis Winston coming through you again. So, yeah, it was a big win for you. Uh, No shocker there. Jay, any opinions on this matchup? I mean, I think it went like we thought it was going to go. I was um, – yeah, I think you got to – well, we can get into that as we continue on. But, yeah, I think that was kind of where we all thought it was heading. So, uh, Campbell's had Amendola on the bench, and he had 84 yards and a touchdown. Uh, anybody think that he might could have went with him this week? See any reason to have started him over Williams or Edelman or Fuller? Mm, I think you could have – you could have started him maybe over Fuller, but I don't think so. I think you started the right guys. Maybe, though, you could have started him over Wendell Smallwood in the flex position. Might have been an option. So, Yeah, but, you know, if you – hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm going to go with Smallwood running back, going to get guaranteed touches. Uh, Amendola, he's towards the end of his career. So, I, I mean, I think it was a smart play. Even if he would have played him, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I like his picks. Um I'm excited about Emmanuel Sanders, guys. He's having a heck of a year. They thought he would. That doesn't always pan out. But uh, six receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns. I think he's in the top three for receivers so far this year. Yeah, he's, he's done good. I've heard of uh, trade rumors about him and Demarius Tom, uh, Thomas. So, we'll see where uh, Denver goes with that towards the uh, Tuesday's trade, trade deadline. That'd be a nice little combo to pick up uh, if you were an offense looking to get in. Yeah, for sure. All right, going to the next one, uh, we had uh, Audric show me your TDs versus the Megagonites. And once again, if you looked at this at, at early, it's like Audric's guys, they, they perform early and then kind of drop off late. But I really thought Audric had a shot here um, when if you were keeping up with it as it went and then Matt's team just kind of turned it on. Um, but I'll let you talk about this one, Ben, if you want to start us off here. Well, Audrey, he just needs a little bit more depth. I think he relies on the draft way too much. Um, you know, he, he may want to start making looking at some uh, draft picks trading off. Nick Chubb had 14 points, which we all knew Hyde was going out and Chubb's his uh, stock went up since then. You know, but, I mean, when you're forced to play Taylor Gabriel, which is having a decent year, but he's not dependable. I think Chicago receivers combined had like maybe 10 catches amongst all of them. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, but anyways, you know, looking at this, it was no shocker. Uh, Matt's team's got a pretty solid team. So, you know, it, Audric's, he, he's just got to have a few more players to, uh, to even be in contention with making Constellation bracket. Jay, anything on this one? Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, – I mean, I don't think Audric's got to make any crazy moves. I think he's in a good spot with kind of rebuilding, which is obviously the direction he's going. So, he's got Wentz, Chubb, Tariq Cohen – those are three really nice players. He's got some young quarterbacks as we're kind of moving to, um, moving towards the two-quarterback system. I think that's kind of probably 
his kind of long-term play is kind of start working towards that and start building up his team to, to make a move when that time's come. I think he's got um, – probably should look at if he's going to go for rebuild, which he has, is Carlos Hyde and Derrick Henry probably have a little bit of value um, to a contender as kind of some backup running backs. I think that might be his next move is maybe looking at moving them for something. Yeah, um, my, my comment just about the matchup here, Matt had eight TDs, eight touchdowns. That's quite a few. Um, but that's kind of what you expect out of Matt's athletes. I think when you look at his team, he may not have a whole lot of big plays, but he's probably going to get touchdowns. And uh, the receivers obviously made a big difference in this one. Aldrich's receivers, I don't know, you average them out if you took Alshon Jeffrey out of there, and it was a pretty pitiful day for them. Um, but, yeah, I think Aldrich is playing for the future for sure, and he's already made some moves for some picks. So I think he's he's heading the right direction. Um I think that's all I had on that. Kind of add add note to that one. Stephon Diggs has got to be discouraging, man. I mean, he he is so up and down. One of the best receivers, in my opinion, route runner wise in the league. But at, of course, here comes Jay. I'm sure he'll throw something in here. But Adam Thielen, I mean, he's man. He is um, he's a safety blanket for Kirk Cousins. So I don't know if that hurts Diggs. Uh, long run, I think Diggs will be fine. But he's just so unreliable right now. He could have 40 points one day and then. 6.6 the next. Hey, yeah, I'd like to point out to Chris that Landry finally had that big day. Uh, he had 20.7 points. And uh, I've decided it's worth having a guy on Cleveland because they're going to get to play a lot of extra football this year. Especially uh, wide receivers. They're going to be coming from behind. All right. So, uh, moving on to the next one. That'll wrap that one up. Uh, Jay, you'll start us off here. We had the Knox Villains <laughs> at 58 points. And losing to Jay since 83 at 159. And so, Jay, what's your opinion on this game? Yeah, I mean, Chris's team's real bad. Um, but Ben scored a lot of points in a nice week. I hate that he wasted it on Chris. But, uh, yeah, he looked really good. Um, you know, Marlon Mack had a nice day. I mean, obviously had a huge day. I don't think that's a sustainable thing. But at the same time, I don't think he – I think he's in the 15 to 20 point range possibly, but you can win a lot of games with guys like that. So, um, yeah, he looked good. And I think Josh Gordon's on the up uh, for sure. So, a lot of good plays and a huge week for Ben. It's definitely a week that can win a league. So, Yeah, I, that's what I wrote in my notes. Chris's team is pretty much done for the year, and he's just basically trying to keep out of the cellar at this point. But if – Let's be honest. Mac had two receptions, 159 yards, and two TDs. I mean, that's when's that going to happen again? That it works out that brilliantly. Um, but yeah, he did have a big game. I think he will continue to have uh, good days, kind of like you said, Jay. I think he'll consistently be a good running back uh, for Ben. And um, Chris is is definitely in, in a bad shape with Sony Michelle out. He finally got Joe Mixon out, and then he loses his other guy. But Ben, your opinions here on this matchup? Yeah, listen, I, I've I've been high on Marlon Mack for a long time. Jay will be able to tell you that. I mean, I, I wouldn't train for Juju Smith-Schuster, but I know that would probably be silly if I didn't do that now. Uh, however, I've always been high on the guy. He did great in South Florida. Um, I think he's a huge home run threat there in Indianapolis, uh, and he's a safety blanket for um, for the quarterback. So. I uh, no thirty two point nine points for anybody is not sustainable. Um, however, like Jay said, fifteen points. Listen, I would be happy with a flex play at fifteen points, especially with the injuries that I have. Uh, so I was excited about that. I, I hate once again, like Jay said, that I waste one hundred fifty nine points um, on Chris's team. I could have won with um, pretty much two players on this one, my two running backs, but no, no shot at Chris. Um, but I just – I've got a lot of buys coming up this week that we'll go over, and uh, I hope I can carry on at least uh, make a push for playoffs. So, Jay, if you're Ben and you're sitting here, apparently there's quite a bit of depth on Ben's team. Uh, what moves might you start making to get your team to be just overall a little bit better? Because I think there's a lot of – of uh, I don't know, what do you call it, collateral? What, I don't know the word, but – Ben's got a lot of things at his fingertips that he's got a lot of options, I think, to go a lot of different ways. But right now, he's definitely not the best in the league. What might he do to get there? Well, I think my concern, I think Ben, his biggest need would be to add a 
a top end running back. But I would just be careful. I feel like he's he's finally in a spot where he's he's looking good for the future, and he's got a good team now. Um, he's got those guys that would come back off injury next year, and I would be weary of kind of of going all in on a running back when I would say your year might be next year. But at the same time, I think if he really wants to go for it, he's going to have to make a move for a running back. Uh, but, you know, I don't think he has to be top end. He doesn't have to get another Kareem Hunt, but he needs another guy in that probably um, on the average, you know, that 12 to 20 scoring range where you're getting good value, but you're not having to overpay for him. So, Well, so just- keep, keep, keep this in mind real quick. I'm, I, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm looking at, you know, trading away some players for only pretty cheap. Um, and I've offered a few uh, trades this week or actually the day actually and really no, no response. And I think it's getting to the point in the year where um, it's it's going to be hard to trade because either people know that they're in it or they know that they're out. Um, so it's tough to do that right now. All right. Um, moving on, we had uh, Bob Vance and Vance Refrigeration versus the Nightman. All the games this week were crossover games, and so I think that was the same last week. I had to go back and look at that schedule and, and change some of those uh, division things. But uh, Bob Vance had 105. The Nightman had 126. And so far, guys, everybody that has won, we picked. Same with Flea Flicker. I think this whole week was a sweep, that there wasn't any surprises. There was, weren't very many hard picks. But uh, let's see. Bob Vance and the Nightman um, – Ben, you'll start us out on this one. Yeah, it breaks my heart every time I see George Kittle go off. Um, you know, I, I read today that he is coming close on a tight end one. Jay dropped him early last year. I picked him up and then dropped him for Gerald Everett. Um, probably shouldn't have done that, but hey, hindsight's twenty twenty on that. But Jay had a he had a, a decent week again. Um, I know I say decent for Jay, one hundred twenty six. I've said all along it takes one twenty plus to beat Jay uh, week in and week out, but. Uh, I think Jay was kind of uh, sweating the bullet on this week. Um, it could have been a lot closer than it was. Optimum scores are pretty close. Um, but here nor there, Sam had a decent showing again at 100 points. But, um, listen, Jay's tough just team. If he has one or two of his guys to go off, uh, Thielen's been a huge solid play for him all year long. Uh, best wide receiver in the league this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jay's just got a good team. Uh, I, I don't think he has the best team in the league. Uh, when it comes to scoring wise, but he he's up there in the top two for sure. Did y'all know that they say that every I think one minute and twelve seconds Thielen will catch a ball? So by the time this podcast, so he's gonna have about fifty five catches. Yeah, but, it, uh, it's ridiculous, man. He already has sixty seven catches for eight hundred twenty two yards and five touchdowns. So he is well on pace. To, it's crazy. Uh, he's had every week he's had over a hundred yards, so he's well on play pace to beat uh their receiving record for the year yeah well i wrote in my notes without deshaun watson producing sam is going to struggle every single week he doesn't have enough consistency in his lineup um to to overcome his quarterback struggling because that's really his big position that's where he's supposed to be getting points and um you know i think murray and Lindsay were a nice surprise for him this week i don't think that continues although i don't think it'll be too far-fetched to say that they couldn't. Uh, but, um, you know, w- without Watson, I think Sam is pretty much done for the year. If if Watson can start producing, then he could surprise a few people because you're looking at, I mean, 12.25 points is what he had this week. He's definitely a better quarterback than 12.25 points. But really and truly, he ought to be scoring around 28. Um that, that's what Sam should try to expect out of that guy. And if he's not getting it, then he's going to struggle every week. Well, let's Jay, be honest, too. Last year, he was a rookie, came in, had a great year last year before he got hurt. So, you know, it, you look at Dak Prescott did the same thing, and he's kind of fallen off a little bit. you got to be careful how you rank and off of a few games of, um, of the rookie year. But that's, that's just my input on that one. Jay, anything on this one? Yeah, I was sweating him Monday night. I was worried he had – I think I was up by about 30. He had Julio Jones and Austin Hooper, and I had Tevin Coleman. But luckily, Julio continues to not score touchdowns, and Austin Hooper didn't have the Rob Gronkowski-like week. So, yeah, I was happy with my team. I was sweating. 
I do feel like I when I score in that 120 range, it's a little disappointing. But looking at my team, I didn't have – usually I have kind of an explosion or two where a guy will score in the 30s, but um, didn't have that this week. So I'm happy. They were all, you know, 15-plus minus Galladay who now called back. So I was happy with the day overall. So. All right. And um, moving on to the last one, we had the Vols versus the Yeti Hunters and the Vols. 12 for the Vols this week, 82 for the Yeti Hunters. The top five scorers in the league this week all went on to win, uh, which doesn't always happen. But um, the Vols defeat the Yeti Hunters 112 to 82. Jay, I'll let you start here. Yeah, what a game. I don't think you would have said that was going to happen. But um, woke up Sunday morning, old man didn't get Melvin Gordon out when the Chargers and Titans had the early game. Um so he didn't play. Then Breida went out early, which I don't know why he had Breida in over James White. James White has been just incredible. Um, but then Kit got five points from Ezekiel Elliott, and he's going to have a hard time beating anyone getting five points from Elliott. Um, Alex Collins is a bum. He keeps playing him. He's still a bum. Um, so, yeah, but I, old man's going to be tough to beat. But you had your chance to beat him this week, and he didn't. Kit needed that win, I think, to kind of keep staying at the top of the division. He's he's getting back down there in the middle now, and it's definitely not where you want to be. So, Being Opinions on this one. Yeah, Kit ran his mouth on um, WhatsApp this week, and I just want to say his optimum score was 91 points. So when Kit runs his mouth about saying he's got a good solid team, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, throw that out the window, dude. When your optimum lineup is 91 points, you're in trouble. I don't care what your win-loss record is right now. Like Jay said, Alex Collins, he is a bum. Um, I've read somewhere on the day that they may be looking at uh, adding another running back or even giving the rookie uh, some touches just to see what he can produce. Um, You look at Jordan Howard that's losing touches week after week after week to Cohen just because of that offensive system that he's in. Um, you know, he is a, a decent flex player right now. Um, I, I just – listen, without Devontae Adams in your lineup, if he's out, um, I just – I don't see Kit winning a whole lot. Now, he may beat my brains in whenever we play, but when you lose to a team that has two starting running backs that one not only didn't play, but the other one had negative score, and you still get handed by 30 points – that's embarrassing. Yeah, it, Kit has three guys that could put up a ton of points, and I think that's what keeps him in uh, most of the games and allows him to be close. Um, but I was looking at his bench. Uh, Blunt had ten carries. Uh, he did have a TD. I mean, that's kind of how he's used. But at the same time, you know, if you're really wanting to win this thing outright, that's not going to get it. Um, Samuel had one reception, one touchdown, and those were his two big scores. Of course, he's got Devontae Adams on the bench, and he was on bye this week, and he'll come back, and he'll put up big numbers. But when we talk about bench, and I I know this was kind of the argument there, and, oh, if your starters aren't playing, of course you're going to suck. I I understand that point, but at the same time, if your starters aren't playing, in in Kit's scenario, he's really going to suck if he just has one guy not produce a big week and he has one guy on bye. I mean, these are the type of numbers you're going to have, Kit, until you go out and you find some depth or you find another stud. And I don't know where you're going to get that. Uh, there's not a whole lot there for him to trade off, guys, other than picks. Bold prediction, Kit will never win the league again. Uh, I don't want to go there. Uh, you never know <laughs> what will happen. But at the same time, I, I think that now that these records have evened up a little bit, I know Kit played the balls. I know he may have a little bit easier – schedule coming up the road but at the same time as one guy not producing on his team is a big deal compared to most everybody else in the league um because they'll have other guys that can step in and and i don't know that he has enough of those uh but he may he's he did it last year he did it the year before i mean he's he's had seasons where only three guys produced and just produced phenomenally and he still has that i mean he's still got that but if i, I don't know uh, what has carried what has carried Kit in the past is no longer carrying him, and that's his running backs. Yeah, and and Bell being out, Bell wanting some money, he's wanting to get paid, and and him being out is obviously the biggest deal. If Bell were playing right now, 
Kit would be probably at least one more win uh, than what he has now. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a, obviously a big hurt. But everybody goes through those big hurts, right? I mean, everybody sees a great tailback be lost to either injury or really not for the reason Kit's lost his, but some reason they lose them um, and they have to just move on. And they have a little bit of depth. I don't think Kit has it. Jay, any opinions on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it all year from the very beginning. I thought Kit had a really good starting lineup, but I think once the buys hit and a few injuries hit, he was going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, I think he can still turn around. Le'Veon Bell comes back. I mean, turning around is not really the thing. He's still, what, five and two. So, you know, if Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott play well, that's he doesn't need much more than that. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is still the fourth receiver in the league. So, um, I think he's he's okay, but he doesn't have any depth. And, I, like you said, I don't think he's got much I – don't, I don't see much depth, like, coming up. Like, he doesn't have a lot of pieces to trade. So, all right, moving on. We're going to go on into the uh, – well, let's sum up the picks. Everybody was five for five, uh, Flea, Fick, Flea Flicker included. And then uh, we're at 30 for Flea Flicker, 26 for Ben, 23 for Jay minus a week, and then 26 for myself. And so staying close in those picks. And then if you look at the sleeper versus hot rod division, it is five and five. So this week somebody will take the lead. Um, since all these games are also, if I'm not mistaken, are all these games crossovers this week? Yes, it looks like right. it. So it'll be next week, next the this week. It's all crossovers, and then and we'll we'll see. We'll check it up again after that. All right, moving on into the matchups this week. Uh, the first one I've got listed, Jay. I'm gonna let you start out, but the first one I've got listed is the Knox Villains at 0 and 7 uh, versus my ball Zach Ertz uh, at 2 and 5. And right now, it's predicted to be 85 to 114. Jay, you want to start us out here? Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with my ball, Zach Ertz. Um, yeah, I mean, I think both these teams are kind of um, – they're not going to make the playoffs, even though I think Campbell's got a good team. I just think he's hit some bad luck, and he would just – too many people he'd have to pass to make it to the playoffs at this point. But – I think he's – especially if Le'Veon Bell stays out, he's positioned really well to win the um, Constellation. But I, does he still have his first-round pick? Do you all know? Who is that? Campbell. Yes, he does. Yeah, so he's in a good spot to try to get that number one pick overall, I think. so. Um, but Chris, I, I mean, we all know he he's putting his players in, but officially he's tanking. You know, he's, he's playing his best players, but he's definitely – he's not going to beat anybody um, unless something crazy happens. So – um, yeah, I'm going with Campbell. Just to sneak in, I had you next, Ben, but I'm going to sneak in ahead because I basically said the same thing Jay did. My notes, Chris has got a full lineup, but I think we all see where he's going with his team. And then I also wrote that Campbell has his tailbacks back this week, and so that should be a big help for him. Ben, any opinion on this game? Yeah, I would look – if I was Chris, I would look at Jalen Richard, um plugging him in this week, taking Sony Michelle out and using Richard as a running back this week. Uh, that may give you a, an opportunity to um, to give you a little boost there. Um, and if I was um, if I was Chris, I'd be hitting the waiver wire hard for some um, tight end help. All right, and uh, but I'm picking know, I'm picking my balls like Ertz. Yeah, I think we all went with my balls like Ertz, and Flea Flicker is going to go with my balls like Ertz. Not all of them are going to get a good Flea Flicker prediction. I'm probably going to wait until tomorrow when the, the rosters are set uh, before I go with what Flea Flicker did. Uh, there's just too much, uh, too many out and a lot going on. All right, moving on to the next one. Ben, you'll start us out here, but you got the Yeti Hunters at 107 points minus one player. Uh, they still got to get one in. And then uh, you've got Matt's team at 126, the Megagonites. So Yeti Hunters are five. You two. answered my question as soon as you said one person out. I'm going with Mega Gunites. Move on. Ben's going with the Mega Gunites. Uh, Jay, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Mega Gunites too. I think Matt's team is it's gotten really, really good throughout this year. Better and better. Mahomes and Tyreek Hill have turned into legends. Um, Antonio Brown is he's not having as good a year, but he's still the number eleven receiver in the league. Stefan Diggs is still really good. Um, I think, yeah, Matt's in a really good place moving forward. I, one move I think he would like to pick up another running back. I think 
Crowell is probably not his long-term answer. He's a okay running back. But um, if Chris Thompson can get healthy, I think that would provide him a, a solid two. And with four wide receivers that he's got, he's, he's going to be tough to beat. Did we not mention that last week and you argued against that point? My point was what he was going to do. I, I don't think he has to do it. Um, I think it's a decision he gets to make. I think if he gets a stud, he's possibly the best team in the league. If he doesn't, I think he's fine to wait one more year. He's got two first-round picks. So, um, And I said I think he needs to take it game to game. I think if, if uh, Matt thinks he can win, it, he sticks with it until he loses. And then if it's tight, then I think he needs to make a move this year. Well, I, I, he definitely needs to pick up a tight end. I know Graham is good, but Graham's getting older. Uh, pick up a tight end that can be reliable. And like Jay said, pick up a uh, running back. You've got the collateral. You've got already the depth on your bench. So draft picks, man, they're too, way too risky. Use those six picks and go after somebody that's a for sure thing. All right. The optimum lineups have this one at 124 for Kit and 127 for Matt. And Ezekiel Elliott is who is out for Kit. So uh, he will get Devontae Adams back, and that will make a big difference. But I still think uh, Matt's going to pull this one off as well. I'm going to go with Matt. And so we're all going with uh, Matt in this one. And uh, I like Diggs at New Orleans. I think he's got a chance to score a lot of points down there. Well, no, wait, that's not at New Orleans, is it? No, it's at Minnesota. I still like Diggs against New Orleans. So And uh, uh, Cooks, Cooks is out again this week, so they're going to be relying on the throw, the passing game. All right. Uh, the next one, Ben, I'm going to let you start it off. We've got the Vols right now predicted to score 126 versus losing to Jay since 83 at 3-4. and four. The Vols are 7-0, and oh, Ben, you're 3-4. and four. Um, A win here would be a big deal, Ben. Uh, what's your opinions on this one? Man, it, it, it hit it a bad week because I've got a lot of guys on by. Uh, so any of the guys that I would have subbed in for my lack of running back depth right now, um, I'm I'm trying to piece the team together this week. Uh, I, I think Gordon will score more than nine points. Trey Burton is obviously the go-to guy there in Chicago. Uh, he's He is definitely on the rise for a tight end one position. Um, if Randall Cobb can step up against the, the um, yeah, the Rams, I think I might be able to push that. Marlon Mack come up with a small ankle injury this week at practice. Uh, I'll have to keep an eye on that, but – it's a plug-and-play. Um, I mentioned this this week about uh, Mozart or whatever this guy's name is, but uh, he's actually filled in pretty well there in San Francisco. Um, if he can give me 15 to 20 points next week, which is not out of the ordinary, uh, both their running backs are – they miss practice today. So that's something to keep an eye on as the week moves on. Um, but Ronnie's got too much depth, even though he's got some guys out. he got James White filling in. Um, for Gordon, so he doesn't miss a whole lot. I'm not a huge fan of Demarius Thomas at Kansas City, um, but I'm going to have to give the nod to uh, to the old man here. All right, yeah, I put – you don't have as many injuries as you had been, but you do have a lot of buys this week. And um, the Vols have some guys playing that are going to be playing in some really high-scoring games. I mean, how high do you expect that Rams-Packers game to get? Yeah, you can't ever tell, man. Can't ever That's tell. true. You never know, but, man, there's a lot of offensive power in that game. That one could turn into a major shootout. But at the same time, those, those big, important games, sometimes you never know, I guess. But um, that's what I would expect to happen, is that game to get, get way up there. Uh, Jay, any opinions on this one? Yeah, I'm going with – I mean, I'll go with the Vols. Uh, Ben's got a lot of buys this week. It's going to hurt him. I don't – you know, I don't think you'd ever be confident in starting Randall Cobb at this point, but Ben's going to have to. I think it's his best option. So, um, he doesn't have much of a ceiling. So, but, yeah, the Vols, I mean, he's pulling James White and Kerryon Johnson off his bench. He's in a good spot. So, Yeah, after, it's crazy. You lose two in the middle of the week and you win, and then you replace them with two that are going to be pretty awesome anyway. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, Big Ron has a really good team. All right, uh, moving on to this next one. Ben, you're going to start this one off. We've got offensive material versus the Nightman. I've got – I predicted a score at 116, and I'm minus one right now. I've got to get somebody in at receiver. And then Jay's at 130. And 
big game. This is a big game for me. Maybe not as big for Jay if he can continue to consistently win. But um, it would be nice to get this one hanging there with Matt and uh, even possibly surpass Kit. But uh, being your opinion on this one? The two players to look at here, and I'm going to point towards Jay's team, is Kenyon Drake and George Kittle. Uh, I think the other ones are pretty solidified. Galladay could come off another bust week going against Seattle. Um, you know, I think Jay's got a few buys this week. With he loves Tevin Coleman, but I, I don't. I'm not so sure. I'm sold on him. Uh, Dalvin Cook is out again. Um, he's already been ruled out. I think so. You can't ever tell, man. I would. I don't know. This is going to be a coin toss, the way Jay's played, um, the way your guys have been going. I'm going to look at Robert Woods on your team to absolutely have a monster game this week. Um, also, I'm going with uh, Sanders. Believe it or not, against Kansas City, uh, they're going to have to, to to throw the ball all over the place. So, um, Saquon Barkley, I don't think he will reach 20 points, though. Um, I think Washington's going to focus on him and make Odell and Eli beat him. So I'm leaning towards the night man on this one. All right. So Ben picking the night man. Uh, Jay, your opinion here? Yeah, I'm going to go with myself. <laughs> I'm going to go with myself. I think um, I don't love you have to start Lamar Miller. Um, he's just – he hasn't been good this year. And then I think you're also um, – your fourth wide receiver, you don't – you don't really have someone that's going to come in looking like they're going to score us, you know, 10, 15 points. I think that's going to hurt. All your guys are, are definitely not great um, in that fourth spot. I do think, which, you know, you can make a decision the next couple of weeks. I think you, you either need to go in or go out, you know, make the, find a new tight end, get another wide receiver, another running back, or just kind of play out the year and see what happens. Um, but you could still I, – I don't think you're going to make the playoffs in your current state. But if you can get one or two more wins, then it might be worth trying to make a move. Um, but, yeah, I like my team this week. Um, I don't love Tevin Coleman. Ben always says that I like Tevin Coleman. I think he's a good guy to have on your team. He's a good third running back, fourth running back, and I was happy with him this past week. There was a lot of talk that Ito Smith would take his carries, but Ito Smith proved to be a bum, and Tevin Coleman's the man there moving forward. So, Yeah, Ito Smith didn't keep up. Um he just has too many negative plays. He'll have some okay plays, and he shoots his fantasy points in the foot by having a negative play here and there. I think there's some potential in Edo Smith uh, for the future. But uh, looking at this matchup, um, I like the fact that New Orleans is going up against Minnesota. I'm going to really be rooting for Minnesota's defense this week. I think that could help me. And Lamar Miller at Miami, I mean, you never know. Miami has proven to be awesome at times. They've proven to be terrible at times. So I really think Lamar Miller can actually put up um, those consistent points that we've been talking about right around 12 to 15. Uh, I do think that in all likelihood, I do think that your team is a little bit better and they should edge me, but I'm going to have to go with myself because I want this one so bad. Uh, I'm going to motivate those guys to play a little bit better this week. I think when all is said and done, we're looking at basically a touchdown right here as far as the predicted points. And uh, I'm going to choose myself. And if, if things change, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going with myself. And that's – right now that's the only one we got. Nate, quick, quick question on your team. I'm, I see here you got two free agent players on your team. Have you ever thought about dropping those and, and playing the waiver wire? Uh, I've still got some quarterbacks I'm willing to drop. I, don't, I just hadn't seen – I don't have any waiver points. And so I'm just waiting on, I think, the bigger the bigger picture. Um, but, um, you know, at the same time, yeah, I guess I could throw some off. Or offer future first round, make some moves. future high draft pick. Not high, what I mean high third, fourth round pick. So low uh, draft picks to go after. Some, let's, let's just throw my team out there because you mentioned it earlier. Uh, if you're looking at some more younger players, have you ever thought about dropping some of those guys and, and starting to offer some trades to see what else is out there? Yes, I have. I, that's about where I'm at right now. I never thought I would see myself in the position that I am right now. Um, I think that my team is better than Kitts for the long haul, but at the same time, he's got a little bit of jump on me right now. So it's it's hard to just go all in and try to make that move. I really thought I'd be sitting at about sixth or seventh right now in the league. 
and not with an outside chance of actually getting in at the end of this thing. But um, I think I could make some moves and, and possibly make the playoffs. And then once you get in, you never know. Um, but uh, I've got some, I've got some ideas in mind and we'll see, we'll see if it works out, but uh, moving on to the last one, unless y'all want to make any more comments there. No, you're good. We've got uh, Bob Vance and Vance's refrigeration versus show me your TDs. And this should be interesting right now. It's got Aldrich picked the win. If you look at optimum, uh, Aldrich is also still, uh, no, actually Bob Vance is edging it out at one Oh one to 92. But Sam is out three players right now. He's got a lot on by that would normally start for him. And so this one may not be as easy to pick as it would have appeared at the beginning of the year. And, uh, Jay, we'll let you start off here. Yeah, Sam's in a bad spot um, this week. I'm going to go with Audrick. I know it seems crazy, but I think Nick Chubb's going to have a big game. I think Tariq Cohen against the Jets have a good game. Um. Yeah, and he um, – Audrick is not showing all of his points either. He's got Austin Eckler in who's on a bye this week. So, he'll get somebody in there get a few more points um, there. So, yeah, I think uh, – go with Audrick. Um, Sam has Julio Jones and Cole Beasley and Austin Hooper on a bye. Um, he doesn't – I guess he's got Jared Cook who's had a good year to put in there for Hooper. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Audrick. Not so fast, my friend. Listen, Sam, and listen well. I know you don't like me and my shenanigans, but all right, here we go. Smith-Schuster, substitute for Julio Jones. There goes one of your buys. You move Golden Tate, take away Coles Beasley. There's another buy. Then you move in Hines because Marlon Back has got a small ankle injury. If he goes down, this kid is going to catch some footballs out of the backfield. And it's against Oakland, which defense is terrible. Move him in to your flex play there, Sam, and then move Cook there to your tight end. I'm going, believe it or not, with Audric. But I think, Sam, that if you do that, you'll have a lot better chance at winning this week. Um, Audric, you're going to find some some more depth, man. Um, I think you're kind of riding the year out too. But, um, yeah, you, you got to find somebody to fill in with some of you guys that are – that are down. I think maybe Carlos Hyde will be back maybe this week. And if so, he may be touchdown dependent, um, but he's going to split a lot of carries there. So it, it's going to, I think this is going to be the low shootout game of the week. All right. Um, I'm looking at it. I said in my notes, I said, but I'm picking lineups in. Yeah, I'm picking it's Wednesday. You're yeah. picking Audrey. Yeah, I'm picking Audrey. All right, Sam's got a lot to put in. I mean, he could even go with Fitzgerald this week if he really wanted to. And um, I wouldn't play you know, for Arizona. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, a touchdown. I mean, it's not ridiculous to think that Larry Fitzgerald wouldn't have a touchdown. I mean, it's it's so possible. Um, but you know, you may have, you may be on something there with Hines. Um, but looking at these matchups. I don't like Carson Wentz at Jacksonville. I mean, they are they have a solid, solid defense. Uh, no, they have been horrible they, this year. They're not. They're going to be they all right. They have the potential to be great. It's going to be raining, too. They're terrible. And that's an early one in London. So, you know, who knows what happens there, right? That is true. But uh, I think Cone could have a, a, better, a better day. And then other than that, guys, I just – Alshon Jeffrey is solid. At the same time, if Wentz has a bad day, Jeffrey will probably have a bad day. And so I think there's a lot riding on that Jacksonville game. And I'm not I'm not convinced that, that Philadelphia is going to do great in it. And I could easily be wrong there. Not um, only if Wentz has a bad game, Jeffrey and Aguilar has a bad game. Right. And, and that's kind of where I'm going with this. And that's why I'm going to pick Sam because he does have Juju Schuster-Smith on the bench. And he they're uh, – you know – <laughs> That's Cleveland, right? So, looking for more overtime game there. Uh, Juju Schuster-Smith is going to get a few more opportunities to catch extra balls there at, uh, with Cleveland. Uh, but, no, seriously, I mean, it, I think this is a hard one to predict. But I think if Sam gets his full lineup in, then I think he is better than Aldrich. But it's going to be really close. And I'm going to go, actually, with Sam. So, there's another one we're different on this week. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good pick, but it's Smith-Schuster, so just so you know. 
but I, I do think that's a good pick. I was really leaning towards Sam too, and uh, I may come back later on the week and change that depending on who they put in and and what this the you know what their scores look like. So, but for now, I'm going Audric. Well, let me ask you this: Audric Scott wins, and he's got a whole lot of guys at Philadelphia. Is this the week he goes with Darnold? I wouldn't. If you're going to start, Man, I was. I I just wanted to say Darnold. Yeah, I know. Uh, if you're going to freaking start those other two guys, you've got to go with the quarterback. I, I think Philadelphia's going to be fine. Yeah, I hate it that Derrick Henry's on a buy for him because he's just been producing like crazy this year. Oh, what a stud. <laughs> All right. Hey, that, that covers the um, the matchups, guys. We're looking at 40 minutes. That's about what we're going to spend, 20 on each. So we've done good tonight. Uh, we're going to head on into the local forecast. Jay, I think you're probably going to leave us. Enjoyed it, guys. All right. Yeah, man. Hey, brother. And uh, local forecast, Ben, we got the Wildcats now at 2-7 and seven, thanks to a forfeit. We went to Dixon County and not only brought back a win over Dixon County, but also brought back those cowbells. Um, not technically, I guess, but we do end up getting a win because of just a mess that went over at Giles. I think they had a kid playing, wasn't happy there. Uh, his parents end up moving back into the same address, and so that caused some issue, and they had to forfeit – there's six wins. So you don't see that happen often. Um, you hate it when it does because it's – you don't really think about – you know, these are adults making bad decisions that affect kids, and you, and you hate to see that happen. Uh, but at the same time, if, if you're not on top of it and you don't do what's expected within the rules, then this is what happens. So um, Yeah, listen, I, I, I agree. Y'all should get the cowbells back. I was just making a statement the other day that I wouldn't make a – a mockery out of the cowbells. It's been a tradition for oh so long. Um, and you don't want it to be a, a pecker measuring competition because somebody moved an address or whatever. Listen, the, who's affected is the kids on each team. Um, and, and let's not forget that. You know, I know I kid around and I joke a lot, but listen, you know, it was almost 15 years ago or over 15 years ago when I played my final cowbell game where Jay and um, Chad Stacks couldn't couldn't hold it on, you know, couldn't hold on the ball if it was glued to their hands. But, dude, I could care less. If we would have won that game, I wouldn't care. If we lost the game, I wouldn't care. At the end of the day, you want the kids to to learn right and wrong, what to do and what not to do. But I promise you Giles County players are suffering much more than what Lawrence County is because they're the ones that are suffering from a grown individual making a decision that put their season in jeopardy. Yeah, and, and in all honesty, it, it was a little bit unavoidable, but at the same time, you kind of put yourself in those shoes by by basically asking people to come from out of town to play for your team, and then, hey, I don't like it, so I'm going to move back before the year's up. And that's kind of why the rule's in place is to keep people from doing that. Um, and you hate it. You, you do hate it. Um, but at the same time, it's it's against the rules, and there's a reason it's against the rules. But not much the coach could do here, in all honesty, um, because it's really the parents' choice whether to move back home or not. Uh, now, moving on to talk about this week, the Wildcats, who are now, uh, I guess, one and eight on the field, two and seven by forfeit, uh, are going to be at Spring Hill. And it, Spring Hill right now is 0 and 9, but they have what the Cats have been struggling with all year, and that is lots and lots of speed. Uh, the biggest. X's and O's wise, I feel like we have looked pretty good for most of the year. Early in the season, it was rough. But after about game three, game four, X and O wise, we started to come together. And um, But we still had an issue with tackling speed. Spring Hill has a lot of it. Uh, I think this will be a close game. I I don't want to say who's, who's going to be ahead and who's not at the end of this thing. But I do think that both teams have a shot at getting a win on Friday night, and, and I'd say it's pretty close to about even. Who's the defense coordinator there at Lawrence County? David Mostyn. Listen, tell David, honestly, and I'm being serious, tell him tomorrow when you go in and say, hey, Ben Moore said run storm on the first play. Hey, Ben, it, you said it, this. It, listen, I'm going to tell you something. You said this at, at Nolensville. You said tell him to run storm against Nolensville, and we came out and we ran storm on the very first play against Nolensville, Ben. So – uh Hey, what happened? No, that's why we, we ended up getting beat pretty bad. And that, but no, that, what happened on the first play? I don't know. I have to go back and watch film. I feel like it was probably, considering the game, it was probably not good. But at the same time, 
you know, for a team, it's, it's not a terrible idea to get them in yeah, the listen, idea that they need to go and start hitting. They're 0-9, and they run off speed. Listen, blow plays, you have – at that point, you can't lay a, let a play develop. If they're beating you on speed, listen, crash the house, baby. Bring it, David. Bring the heat, baby. Tell him I said that, and I promise you, you'll walk out of there with your third win of the season. All right. Um yeah, hopefully so. I hope to be selling, celebrating with two McDubs in both hands and a and a dub off the field. So, uh, moving on to the next, we got Blackman High School at eight and one. They're going to be playing Riverdale at five and four. And Riverdale beat Cookville by one touchdown. Of course, we saw a few weeks ago that Blackman destroyed Cookville. I don't know what the deal is with Cook. I don't know if they just like playing really good competition because I feel like they play a lot of these Murfreesboro schools. And um, I guess that's who they figure they're going to be playing in the future. So why not go against the best? Sam's uh, co- or uh, Sam Kitt's coming out of the closet this game. That's his old freaking uh, his old stomping ground. He's going to make a statement to to freaking um, whatever whoever they are, and he's going to freaking blow them up. Riverdale. So I think go this could be Kitt. this could be a good game. Uh, I hope to see Blackman win by about two touchdowns and and Kitt move on in nine and one, getting ready for those playoffs. But um, this will be the last week for the, the Wildcats. There's no shot unless somebody else gets caught cheating that they can make it into the playoffs. So, uh, finally, we got or we got two more. We got uh, the Tennessee Vols at three and four at South Carolina at three and three. And let me just say I was at the Alabama game, and my goodness, I was ready to go. Um, you know, you go pay to park, you pay to get in, and then you spend all that money for – Four minutes of hope, Ben. That's about what I got out of that game was well, four listen, minutes of we, hope. We made Alabama punt more than anybody has in the last three games combined. You've got to take positives away from a game that you weren't you weren't ready for. Uh, the players, it, it was just like Jeremy Pruitt said, man, they, it was, the stage was too big for them. Um, but you got to take the positives away. Tennessee played – they played hard the entire game. It, it never seemed like they gave up. They gave up one big pass and play downfield that I recall. Um, listen, when you get hit in the mouth on the third play of the game and you give up a sack fumble on the three-yard line and you go down 14 to nothing, I mean, wh- where do you go from there against Alabama? You don't. You don't recover from that unless you're just an elite, talented team, which Tennessee is not right now. But hats off to Jeremy Pruitt for standing up and saying, listen, I've got four or five guys that want to do the right thing. Wait till I get 25 more in here, and we'll see what happens. Um, I like the direction Tennessee's going. I'm picking Tennessee in this game to beat South Carolina at South Carolina. I believe it's a night game. Um, but, yeah, I like I like where Jeremy Pruitt's taking the team. So, go Vols. This is, this is going to be a tough game. I mean, South Carolina has played really well in the SEC, and um, most of their losses have come to close losses. I mean, they're within three or a touchdown. So, um South Carolina's solid. Tennessee's going to have to show up. They're going to have to play football. I would paint them as an underdog in this one, uh, but not by a whole lot. I'm going to take uh, – I definitely want to see – excuse me. I definitely want to see the Vols win, so I'm going to take Tennessee in this one. Hey, where's the, where's the five-star linebacker? Is it uh, Peterson? Are they going to redshirt him this year, Nate? Have you heard anything I, about I hadn't that? heard anything. I had a roster. Yeah. I had all that stuff out the other day just – Looking at it, I'm sure they're going to redshirt him, but I did see where the balls moved to running back to linebacker. And that kid, man, he looks like a beast. Um, so if they can gain some strength on linebacker to help Kirkland out back there at the linebacker spot, um, yeah, I, like I say, I, I like Jeremy Pruitt, I like what he's doing, I like the uh chances he's taking. Another on side kick against Alabama that rushed up against Tennessee player that you know. You know, it wouldn't turn the game around, but it definitely been a swing of momentum. But hats off to you, Pruitt. Keep it up. Go Vols. All right. So, hey, we won't see the Titans lose this weekend, but we also won't see them win. Uh, they're on bye. And I guess that's usually usually a good thing in the NFL because you get two weeks to prepare. Uh, unfortunately, Ben, they're going up against the Cowboys, who are also on bye this week. And so we may see one of the most defensive games. I mean, it's all Titans already play a defensive game. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll benefit the offense to have two weeks off. Uh, but usually it benefits the adjustments. And uh, there's no telling what we're going to see out of that Tennessee Cowboys game when it gets back. But Titans are on by, and, and I think that's going to cover the show. Anything before we leave, Ben? Who that nation, baby.
Go Saints. I didn't have my sound card queued up, but uh, just, just to see if I can do it. You don't know what you're talking about, Benjamin. Fantasy guru? I think not. So that was there. There you go, uh, Sam. Wanted to throw that in there. Sam, but, you're uh, welcome for me getting off your balls. By the way, I, I've actually laid off of you a while. Now it's Kit just being an idiot. I will Kit, say, Kit's an idiot. Sam's team is still a little bit young, so there's still he's and he's got good receivers. Ben, I mean, if he can find a running back or two, he could be competitive for a few years. That's the problem. It's so hard to obtain running backs. That's the truth. I agree. Um, and especially this day and age where there's very few bell cow backs. Um, but anyways, that, that still doesn't mean that Kit's not an idiot. All right. Um, well, good night, folks. <laughs> that will do it for the Piper's Pit Podcast. Best of luck to everybody this week except for the night. Ronnie. Man. Oh, different people in mind. All right. So, uh, hey, that'd be awesome, Ben. Me and you take wins and, and have the night man and the Vols take a loss. That'd be a big deal. Dude, I'm, I'm going for the playoffs, dude. I want to I want to rub Chris's face in that trade. Listen, that's where I want to be. Him, listen, I told him, man, I've got a shot at making the playoffs. Be careful trading for my pick. So, even if I don't, I'm still going to be, you know, maybe fifth pick, hopefully, I think around what's, that area somewhere. I think what's going to make it tough for you is you're going to be three and five after this week. But, hey, best of luck. You never know. You end up four and four. I'm four and four. Matt's five and three. Kit's five and three. I mean, there's a lot going on right there to get those last two spots. This is a stretch where you have you, you have to bring it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do have a lot of buys, but after this, my buys are done. So, hopefully – I'm on the road to success. I wish we would have held on to Jay. Well, we'll do it next week. Think about next week who you think your four are going to be in, and uh, it could a lot could change this week. But uh, I think we did that toward the beginning of the year. We'll try to bring that back out and have a little fun with that. But uh, I enjoyed it, Nate. Y'all have a safe week, and God bless y'all, man. Good night, man. We'll see you. Uh, see you next week. Top to the bottom, Russell's the pop, but can't